Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welcome to the Giants Talk Podcast. Here's Alex Pavlovich and Cole Kuyper. I know those guys. What's up, Giants fans? We've got an emergency podcast for you, and the season's not even over. Welcome to Giants Talk. I'm Cole Kuyper here with Giants Insider Alex Pavlovich. If you haven't heard the news, Giants manager Gabe Kapler has been relieved of duties. Let's talk about what that means, Alex. But first, Giants Talk is presented by Mancini Sleep World. Visit Mancini Sleep World to compare the best brands in store or visit sleepworld.com. Plus, Giants Talk is presented by Honda. Take the Giants on the go this season and stream the games on the NBC Sports app. Brought to you by your NorCal Honda dealers. All right, Alex. This seems like it went from Gabe and Farhan will be here in 2024 to all of a sudden a very wild couple of days of grumbling, stories, rumors, and then it all happened in ways with the skipper. I will say this, as of Wednesday night, and, you know, we've been watching everything, we've been talking about all of this, as of Wednesday night, I checked with some people I really trust, and they still felt both of them would be back next year. And Thursday, Farhang goes on KNBR, all of a sudden backtracks a little bit from what mm-hmm. we've heard. Um, and I think it was going to be too much this weekend to try to, you know, I started to hear this morning that, uh, this is probably something that's going to happen over the next few days. And I I think it was just going to be too much to get through. You have Willie Mack, you have Brandon Crawford's final game. You want to, in theory, celebrate Kyle Harrison and Tristan Beck and Keaton Wynn and all these guys this weekend and and go out and try to finish 500. And it was just going to overshadow the whole weekend. So you know, the official word, they let him know today. Um, I think it's, I have a lot of thoughts, but. Well, let's hear him. We got time, Alex. My main, overarching, my main overarching thought here is that I'm not surprised because once you start talking about culture and once you start talking about, you know, things like maybe we didn't play those Diamondbacks games the way that we should have and, and there wasn't the same urgency. And look, Gabe is, he's very similar to me in this respect. He's even keel the whole time like we are not excitable people he doesn't believe in flipping spreads he doesn't believe in getting ejected from games he thinks that's you know eyewash it's wasted energy um but this is professional sports and there's an element of that was a huge road trip and they laid an egg they lost both games in arizona that they had to win um they're even keel the whole time and they just didn't have that fire and when guys start saying we don't have the right fire and the right competitive spirit that usually goes to the manager and someone who kept things very even keel throughout. And I, I think ultimately that was part of his downfall. The other thing I will say on the flip side of this is Gabe Kapler did not put this roster together. It is a fourth place roster. It is a 500 roster. I don't think there's any doubt about that. And a lot of people had their doubts in the off season. Um, I felt better about some of those additions than others, but Mitch Hanniger hasn't played well. Michael Conforto hasn't played well. 
He had two starters for most of the season. Jock Peterson is disappointed in a number of ways. He's yeah, had why, back in the outfield. Why isn't Gabe managing a few more feet onto some of these warning track balls or managing some hits out of uh, Mitch Hanniger? They had a dozen rookies. So look, I think this is not a surprise at all. And I think Gabe had a lot of flaws. Um, I wouldn't say he's a Hall of Fame manager by any respect. <laughs> you know, there's a lot to prove for him still. I, I think there's a major part of that job is you are a CEO. You are the face of the franchise. You have to connect with your players. You have to connect with management. You have to connect with the fan base. I don't think he ever really connected with the fan base from the mm -hmm. start. Um I don't think he connected with a lot of his players. I know there were players who were unhappy about some of the way games were managed. And some of that goes to the way that the front office wants games to be managed. But he said earlier this week, he said on Wednesday or, or Tuesday, we asked him about kind of all the whispers and, and he goes, you know, ultimately this is what I signed up for. And as manager, this is what you sign up for. And when you miss the playoffs three times in four years, Farhan's not going to fire himself. Um, somebody had to take the fall. And we speculated that it might be coaches. And I think now it still will be some coaches, but it ultimately got so bad over the last month or so that, that, um, you know, they had to do something. We, uh, we had a pretty long episode, our last one. And because it went so long, we didn't really get a chance to talk about all the rumored culture issues and what was going on in the clubhouse. Um, and what, what do you make of all that? Is that as big of a deal as it sounds, because it's the kind of thing that seems like it's it's a non-issue when the team's winning, but when the team starts losing, it's bad. It's funny. I don't know. I feel like a lot of people over the last few years have watched Ted Lasso, where like the moral of the story was have fun after losses, listen to your music, don't sweat the small stuff. And, you know, it's a lot easier to do in fiction when it's happening with the team and you're reading about it real time. It feels a lot different. Gabe runs a loose ship. He lets the players police themselves. That's what he believes in. He mm -hmm. is not in there a whole lot. Um, so, you know, some of that is these guys need leaders in the clubhouse to police themselves. Yeah. I don't think it's a coincidence that the one year Buster Posey played for them, for this group, you know, and not just Buster, but Brandon Belt was the leader of that team. Evan Longoria was there. Brandon Crawford had his best year, which makes it a little bit easier to, mm -hmm. <clears throat> to get on other guys. And, um, I don't think that's a coincidence. Um, at the same time, you know, again, I'll go back to leadership, owner, ownership, front office. They have shuttled 60 plus players in every single year. So yeah. it is hard to have continuity in the clubhouse. And they have not signed a, you know, would Carlos Correa have made a difference in the clubhouse this year? Probably. Because he's going to be here a long time. And he's the mm -hmm. face of the franchise and he's your leader. Um, so it is one of those things where when you're winning, nobody cares if you're playing cards. Nobody cares if you're playing music after losses. All this stuff was going on, you know, jock smoking cigars was going on last year. Nobody cared because he was good. Now that he's not, I mean, I think jock has some issues, but, <laughs> but uh, these little things that come out, I mean, it, it's something that people care about when you're losing. And if you're the manager, it reflects poorly on you when the team is losing. And I, I think that was maybe one thing you know, is, is he, is he thinks about how he wants to evaluate his tenure here? I think one thing he might realize is that he maybe didn't act with any urgency and, and didn't realize that maybe I have to shut some of the stuff down in August and yeah, you know, the country club vibe, the comfort that these guys have, um, 
I've heard a lot of whispers the last week of just how comfortable it is for everybody in there. And that is players, that is coaches, that is, um, you know, Gabe got to handpick all his guys. We talked about that on Monday. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> I think the front office is comfortable. So I, I think there was a lot of comfort here. And ultimately, you look up and you're three games under 500 and likely to finish under and, and likely to finish in fourth place, potentially, if you don't have a huge weekend. And someone has to pay. And uh, that's the manager. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like it's worth talking today about what the potential options for the new manager are, not for the next couple of days. Obviously, we still have three days left in the uh, in the regular season, but just I have for 2024. Yes. <laughs> um, what, what, what's your your top one or two, your three? I've got ideas. I'm sure my ideas are just ludicrous because they're kind of intended to be that way. But I want to hear your serious ones. There's going to be a lot of Bob Melvin scuttlebutt. Okay. I'm immediately skeptical about that, but I get why that me, comes it's to... difficult because Farhan has currently one year left on his contract. Mm -hmm. I don't know how you extend him right now, given everything that's going on. And again, like I think people who listen probably know that I think they've generally done a good job uh, and have rebuilt a lot of the farm system. I, I, I don't, you know, I don't have a problem with openers. I don't have a problem with platoons. I think overall they've generally done a good job, but I don't think they've done enough that anybody deserves to be locked in past 2024. And I, I think it's fair to say you have one more offseason to try and go big and hope that some of these rookies are, are impact players next year. But he, I don't think you can go beyond that, which means he's signed through next year, which makes it a very interesting managerial search. Because if mm -hmm. you're somebody who's a veteran or somebody – even like, you know, name that popped in my head today was Stephen Vogt. Like yeah. we both thought Stephen Vogt's going to be a manager, right? He knows this group. He knows some of the coaches. We know him well here. He is currently coaching in Seattle. Like it's probably pretty close to time for Stephen Vogt to get a shot. But he wants a real shot. Like he Not a one year. Somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. So <clears throat> I think it's really complicated. The first name that comes to mind for me is Mark Hallberg who is very respected. He's the third base coach currently. Um, he has ties to the previous regime. I think he's, he views things a little bit differently than a lot of the coaches on this staff and then Gabe does. And look, he's he's friends with Buster Posey. That's what I was going to say. There's, there's the endless clamoring for Buster Posey to be managing this team. He's made sure. it crystal clear he has no interest in doing that. So uh, maybe Mark Hallberg... His BFF and college roommate is is the answer. I think Gabe was working 16 hours a day. Buster has four young children. Zero percent <laughs> chance he wants anything to do with this. Now, I think he should be more of a face for ownership and for the front office going forward. I think at the very least, just to appease the the fans. But yeah, you know, well, the Melvin thing is interesting just because of the ties to Farhan and and uh, we know what is happening in San Diego right now and the possibility that that ends poorly. And, you know, we've seen it happen before, right? Young Giants team manager comes up from San Diego. Yeah. I mean, um, the script I agree with itself. you, I think, but. I mean, I, the, I the obvious red flag there is, is we said, you know, this is the roster Gabe was given and he couldn't do what was wanted with that roster. Look yeah. at the roster Bob Melvin was given. Yes. Yes. So. And you know what? There's culture issues down there as well. Yeah. So you can say that has to do with Machado, but it's still a fact. Yeah. Um, 
my preference currently, I guess, would be give somebody young a shot and and hope that everything clicks next year. And you have your president and you have your manager. And you mm-hmm. have. Uh, um, there are other people on this staff who I think are really bright. And, you know, the bench coach is always in times like this probably going to get a look in some respect, I, I think. So, you know, Kai will probably be mentioned. I just feel like they probably have to go a little bit away from, you know, they have to have somebody who I think can speak to the fan base in a different way. And okay. So it's, it's, that's where I look at somebody like Mark, uh, who I, I think has a different view, has, is a blend of what they're doing now and a little bit of what they've done before and what has traditionally been done in the game. But, you know, we'll see. I don't want to put pressure on the guy. I know he's, his name thrown out there by other people as well. It's it's uh you know a lot of people think really highly of him is is what I'll say. We want to hear my ludicrous list of three former Giants. Let's do it. Okay, we already said Stephen Vell. That was my number one. Okay. Uh, currently managing uh, the Ham Fighters, Suyoshi Shinjo, the big boss. You know, this off season we're gonna have a lot of conversations about guys who come from Asia. Dude, I'm telling you, this is the year to do it. So. Okay, and one more, former giant Deion Sanders. Oh, sold. Right? Right? You want to get the fans engaged? Prime time in the dugout. Let's do it. I'm seeing a headline right now. Bob Melvin, Buster Posey on short list. Yeah, oh, great. Buster Posey's removing himself from the short list, guys. Do people have any idea how hard managing? I mean, you could just become the CEO and just literally hand everything over to your staff, but like this this job physically puts people in the hospital we've seen that with a past <laughs> science manager um, yeah we'll have a lot of time to break that down but why don't you do our final ad read and we'll let's let's do here on. there we go uh giant stock is also presented by happy days rv happy days rv is celebrating 49 years of business huge discounts on trailers toy haulers and motorhomes with 2024 on the horizon while 2022 and 2023 inventory must go find your rv at happy d-a-z-e-r-v.com all right i kind of want to wrap it up with what we think this will impact for the rest of the season there are three games left we're gonna see any other coaching issues coaching uh changes in these last three games is this going to overshadow the brandon crawford farewell anything else that might be going on it seems like it has to i don't know that it does on sunday because you get you know we get a couple days now to <laughs> spent two hours this morning working on a crawford story that i'm excited about and <laughs> yeah we're gonna be holding that for a couple days um <laughs> but you know i i think this part of the reasoning was it would overshadow the entire weekend if if he were still here and i was thinking about it today like they put out their media schedule today and gabe capper was on it for 4 30 as he is every day and i went well you know what does he even say today? Yeah, like no comment. No, no comment. Ultimately, Great not question, surprised. but no yeah. comment. Oh, not surprised by the way this all went down. Um, but yeah, I think I, you know, you hope you can have some fun the rest of this weekend and see some kids and and uh, celebrate Crawford the way he should be celebrated. And it's awkward because I'm sure Buster will be here for mm-hmm. not just the Bully Mac thing, but the so we'll show him on TV and everybody will say, "There's your manager." and um so who stands in the corner there on the railing for the last three games is that kai correa the initial 
of what I've heard here at 3.11 p.m. on Friday, you know, an hour after Gabe was relieved of duties, is at the first thing I heard was Kai. Okay. And they haven't made anything official yet. By the time people listen to this, there will be a, an interim manager. Usually the bench coach, I assume it will be Kai. Um, it would be fun to just throw Lotus out there for three games. Just And this is not against Kai or anything. I really like Kai. But Oh, I, uh, actually, do a different person each game. Do Lotus, do Alyssa. Make it like a Hall of Fame kind of thing. Different person. Do yeah, you, I'm, uh, curious, would, I'm sure, you know, when Gabe would get ejected or when Gabe got suspended for a game, Kai takes over and Andrew mm-hmm. Bailey handles the pitchers. So I would guess that's what we'll do. Honestly, you know, given where they're at, like Sunday you could have, I don't know, can Wilmer manage on Sunday? <laughs> like it's Crawford's last game. Who cares? So have Brendan Crawford player manage one game. That'd be a fun I thought while. about him actually managing if he if he uh you know managing for a game if he if he uh couldn't couldn't make yeah. it back in time to play, but he's good to go. He, he's gonna be okay. shortstop on Sunday. Okay. So. Well, it's gonna be interesting to see how this impacts the last three games, but more than anything, it really is gonna make this offseason extra funky there's a lot of spots the giants have to fill and they just added maybe the most important spot of all uh so we'll see um we'll talk more oh yeah keep going this is no small thing by the way like i've talked to bryce harper about his decision that he had to make in the past and one of the questions he asked was who's going to be manager long term that's a question that shohei otani will ask that's a question that cody bellinger will ask um whoever else I don't so, so if the answer is we don't know that's a red flag for some free agents the answer will not be we don't know because they have to have this done in the next month so tba <laughs> tba and it's just a really fascinating you know you are making this decision i can't remember a manager decision like this off the top of my head where the president is going into a lame duck year um we have no idea what this organization is going to look like a year from today. And also you're going to be chasing the biggest free agent in MLB history. And you have that person, whoever gets chosen over the next month will be in the room. It's, uh, it's really all coming in, coming down on me right now. How big of a deal this was. Coming I think the hot. last, the speculation you are, you are, you're, you're being brought to tears by the gravity of this situation. My, yeah. <laughs> I'm losing uh, my voice here. Oh, uh, it's uh, it's gonna be wild, dude. It's going to be absolutely insane, and and obviously this is a pretty quick turnaround from the guy who won Manager of the Year two years ago, uh, less than two years ago. It was November twelfth, twenty twenty one, that they gave him a contract. That's yeah. right. You and I uh interviewed him and and talked about what he was yeah, having for Thanksgiving dinner. North Beach. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's uh, it's it's a pretty quick flip from that but with how the teams performed and with the clamoring for fans i mean we see it in attendance we see it on social media we see it in what people say to us on the street yeah uh, i think this shouldn't be that surprising no not surprised and honestly like somebody had to pay for this mm-hmm. there's only two choices so <clears throat> it is what it is i'll say one last thing i you know i saw some people as I was walking in who were like celebrating, it is a guy who lost his job. Yeah, so by all, from everything I've heard, like a super nice, passionate about baseball guy who's using his position to help other people. It, yeah. It, it and sucks I will say, for him. Do I think he should be back next year? I, I don't know. I think they're a package deal. So yeah, I probably I, would have stuck with it, but yeah. I fully understand it. And I fully understand 
any Giants moves who felt like a move had to be made. I'll just say, having gotten to know him personally over the last four years, um, he is, I think, a genuinely good person and I think a really smart baseball person. I'm not sure the interpersonal skills lend themselves to being a manager necessarily. Yeah. I was thinking about this today. I think he would actually be a great president of baseball operations in a way. <laughs> um, he's done the farm director thing in the past. He's done the TV thing in the past. So I, I don't know what his future holds, but you know, genuine, genuinely a good person who I think cared about, a cared about his players and um, cared about this fan base and a difficult day for him. I reached out to him and, and he, you know, was not ready to, I'm sure discuss anything, but I, I think he, you know, we know Gabe is on social media. I'm sure we'll, we'll hear from him soon. And yeah. He'll post a, a, a cool vibey song. That I'm going to hundred percent lose my voice if we, but yeah, I, you know, that's what I would leave people with. And, and we'll have a lot of time to figure out what's next for him and, and what, what the off season looks like, but a, a tough day. And I think a tough day for look, all these coaches, he, a lot of them, he plucked from the minor leagues. <laughs> he made their dreams come true. So tough day around the ballpark. Tough day around the ballpark. Uh, yeah, that's all I got. It, I was not expecting our first emergency podcast to come before the end of the season, but here we are, Alex. I was uh, not either. I was, I've had the, you know, half this team has some sort of weird flu vertigo thing. And I've had that for like a week. And I you've was, got that today. I was like, you know what? I feel, I feel good today. Like I have some energy ready to go to the ballpark and, the universe um, smacked you down. Yeah, I'm sitting here not in my. To be talking for 20 straight minutes, right when I got here. So <laughs> buckle up. Yeah, I'm sitting here in my office at work, like with a sign on my door that says "Do not come in for emergency we'll, podcast taping." Go, go take care of the puppies and uh, all the rescues, and and we will. You know, there will be an end of season thing next week, and we'll be back to to discuss that. And uh, you know, Farhan will speak in 30 minutes here, and and we'll have a better idea of the future of this organization. All right. Well, it's going to be funny when Farhan announces Buster Posey as the new manager in 30 minutes in this podcast, as always, becomes defunct immediately. We've had that happen a few times. So oh, it's as is the game. talk tradition. Thanks That's for listening. Get to it me. up as fast as you can. So. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the emergency podcast. Uh, yeah, we'll be back with more Giants coverage. There's still baseball to play.